Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. my gosh hello honeys welcome to natch butte this re-release best of butte episode of natch butte thank you for being here i am your host jackie J. the year is almost over as you're hearing this i think we have one or two days left of 2021 a year that honestly was gonna be exciting just based on the title 2021 my favorite number one of them is 21 my birthday is the 21st so I was excited about 21, it sounded cool, and this year was challenging, and some good things happened, but it was it was pretty rough, let's just be honest, it was pretty rough. But, we are reminiscing today, we are reminiscing on the past Natch Butte catalog, and I wanted to just start this episode with a little intro, and say first of all, thank you for all of your feedback on the pregnancy episode. I was honestly blown away by the feedback, in a good way. I even had somebody tell me that it was one of the best podcast episodes they've ever heard. And this is a person who I know, who is in my family, who I, I'll be honest, was terrified that they actually heard this episode. If you listen to it, you know it was extremely personal. For example, I talk about how all my asshole hair has grown back due to my prenatal vitamins and hormones. That's something that I don't really discuss with family members. But I do share it over the internet with strangers, and that is the millennial complexity that we all love. However, I appreciate the feedback. I got uh, several emails from y'all. I believe I answered them all. I want to say to Shana, Shana, you sent me an email, and I responded, and the email bounced back. So I believe since you contacted me through the Nashville website, you put the wrong email, you put a wrong email address. So I just wanted Shannon to know I'm not being an asshole. I did respond and I appreciate your email. Please check that email and I'll, uh, I'll write you back. If anybody sent me a DM about the episode, I just want to say someday I perhaps will get into why I am so triggered by DMs. I've had some trauma in my life go over in that area deep trauma. So I hate DMs. And if you sent me a DM, I might not have gotten it. I might not have seen it. I actually have a person go into my account and clear them out for me. So I might not have seen it. And I'm just sharing that because I don't want anybody out there to think I'm a dick. If you send me a long heartfelt DM and I don't respond and it says I saw it, you got to email me. I know it's old school, but you just got to email me. If you really truly want to guarantee that I'm going to see something, Jackie at Nashview.com. You can also go to Nashview.com and hit the contact button and send me a message through there. I'm not going to see your DM. So I might see it. I might not. That's all I got to say because I got so much wonderful feedback from this episode that I don't want anybody's information to get lost. So just know that. 
thank you for everyone that recommended a maternity underwear. I even had a friend send me some maternity underwear because she heard me on this episode and said, I have something for you. I haven't tried it yet because my house has toxic mold in it and I'm not allowed to go to it. That's another story. But I'm going to investigate this underwear and get back to y'all at some point. Basically, what I have gathered is that you are either an over-the-bump gal or an under-the-bump gal. So your underwear is either going to ride right under your bump or it's going to go completely over it because you just can't wear anything slicing through your bump. I don't know which gal I am yet. Am I an under? Am I an over? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about maternity leggings. I like leggings, but I don't like leggings a lot. So I don't know if I'm going to be one of those maternity legging gals. And if I'm not, what's the alternative? maternity sweatpants that go up to my nipples. I don't know. Again, this is a journey that I'm on. Just to update everybody, the baby looks good. I just saw him this week, and he was just sitting there today. Last time I saw him, he was partying, like jumping around, kicking. And I was like, why is he so still now? And the doctor was like, well, he doesn't have as much room anymore because now the womb is tighter around him so he doesn't have as much room to like really party. And I made a joke about Tillicum the whale saying like, oh, sort of like the whales at SeaWorld, how they're stuck in their pool and they, they get depressed and they can't. And that's not a joke about whales, obviously. I will never give my money to SeaWorld. Let's just be there. Let's get that out there, okay? And also, I sobbed during that movie and obviously I'm an animal activist. So I wasn't joking about Tillicum and his situation. I was joking that my baby was like a trapped whale, right? And the doctor did not laugh. And this is a new doctor because my OB that I love doesn't deliver babies, so I had to get a new doctor. And I walked out of the appointment and I was like, Ben, she hates me. And Ben said, you know, Jackie, not everyone has to think you're funny. And that's true. This is the plight of being the class clown, being the kid that's insecure, that needs everybody to laugh at them. I'm sure she's a great, capable doctor, but she just doesn't think I'm funny, and and, and I I had a hard time with that. But it's fine. I'm processing it. She's great. So it's been a couple weeks of hectic information happening in my life. We had ourselves a moldy little Christmas. Just to recap, briefly, we bought a house this summer. After a long, painful house hunting process, anyone out there who has purchased a home in the past year, year and a half, knows that the market is a nightmare and it's difficult. And the L.A. market is one of the worst, I would say. So we finally got a house, and it's a beautiful home. But it is a home built in the 1950s, and it is a very original house. There are many elements in the house that are still in the house from when it was built in the 50s. And that's kind of, again, the millennial plight. We're all trying to get into the housing market, and the only way we can is to buy older homes that have not been renovated. And then we go, well, we're tough. We're going to renovate them ourselves. Take this into our own hands. So because the only bathtub in our home is a two-bedroom home. The only bathtub in our home has scales in it. It is disgusting. It is a bathtub, I'm pretty sure, from the 50s. So a lot has gone down in that bathtub. I can only imagine all the humans and babies and everybody's been in that tub, you know? So I was like, I don't have a bathtub. I need a tub. My baby's going to need a bathtub. So we said, okay, we're going to just take this bathtub out, put in a new one. It'll be easy. It'll be breezy. 
They found toxic mold in the wall. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pregnant. I can't be breathing in no toxic mold. Obviously, nobody should. So they basically were like, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. We left the house and then they had to test the mold that the it's, it's the holiday season you can't just call 1-800 mold and have somebody come over that minute there's a whole problem so they swabbed it out toxic mold then they had to remove the mold and then they have to wait a few days and they have to test again and then you have to wait for that test to come back so we have not been in our home for weeks now and it's sort of like mary and joseph looking for a place to lie That's what my past few weeks have been. So we've been fine. Luckily, I'm staying at my friend's house who's out of town. It's been lovely. But we were dealing with the mold. Then Ben had surgery, which we're not really going to talk about. It's minor. It wasn't a big deal. It was outpatient, but he's still been recovering from that. We're trying not to get COVID during this crazy time because I'm pregnant. I'm not trying to get COVID right now. I'm vaxxed, I'm boosted, and I'm avoiding all human beings because I don't want to get COVID while pregnant. So there's been a lot going on in the Jacksters universe. So I said, you know what? Let's do a re-release, hon. Let's do a re-release for my final episode of 2021. And out of all my damn episodes, which one am I going to re-release? I thought about this and I decided I'm going to re-release the interview with Lena Metcalf, dermatology physician assistant to the stars and over 30 niche influencers. I picked this episode for several reasons. Number one, we always have comedians on here. And I thought, you know what? It's about time we have somebody that actually knows what they're talking about, an actual medical professional. But Lena can hang. She's hilarious, rolls with my jokes, which is why when I met her, we clicked so well. Also, Lena was pregnant when she did this episode. So she gives some pregnant skincare advice, which I feel I could reuse right now. And again, after listening to my pregnancy episode, a lot of y'all are pregnant too right now. So I thought, you know what? We should revisit this. And also, it was a two-parter that was released at the end of 2018, and it is a holiday spirity ep. So again, the timing worked out. It is great. Now, since this interview, Lena has moved to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And when she told me about this, I was heartbroken because you know how it is when you find somebody that you trust with your face and they leave you. But I'm very happy for her. She's thriving there. And a lot of the honeys have actually gone to see Lena in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So the honeys will find you wherever you go. Let that be a lesson to anyone. When I was in Delaware last summer, I almost drove to see her, but I didn't have a car. And I figured if I asked my mother-in-law if I could drive her Acura two and a half hours to get Botox, that might seem a little unhinged, especially during a pandemic. So I didn't do it. But Lena, I will see you again someday. Perhaps you will be able to give me my post-baby glow in about a year, year and a half. Who knows? But I'm happy that some of the honeys have found Lena in Pennsylvania. She got a flood of honeys that went to see her in L.A. after this episode. She is an absolute queen. I trust her implicitly with my face. She is only getting more and more skilled as the days go on. If you follow her on Instagram at Lena Met Derm, you will see. And you know what? This is also kind of a fun way for me to reminisce on the days of filler and Botox since it's going to be a while since I can get any facial treatments done for myself. I miss Lena. The honeys love her. Please enjoy 
this episode. And please enjoy the high audio quality of my former studio back in the good old days with this lovely interview with Lena Metcalf. And I will just take this opportunity to say Happy New Year to all of the honeys out there, all of your families, all of your loved ones. I don't know what you're going to be doing for New Year's. I'm going to be sitting on my damn ass at home. And that's lovely. And I I recommend all of you do that as well. We got to be safe out there. So thank you for listening to Nash Bew and get excited for 2022. All of the fun we're going to have on Nash Bew, as you probably have gathered. I've really tried to start focusing on the roots of the show, which is the comedy. Interviewing comedians, interviewing my friends, really having fun on Nash Bew. And the brand owner interviews I have been very few and far between. I really am trying to just make this show funny and fun. So hopefully the honeys are on board with that. And I've really enjoyed this year. And there's going to be lots to come. So please enjoy this interview and have a great new year. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Natch Butte. <laughs> Welcome to Natch Butte. Welcome to December. Welcome, ho, 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 everybody. Get excited for December. I can't believe it's the end of the year, but that's okay. That's okay. It's great. We love the passage of time. Welcome to Natch Butte. This is your host, Jackie Johnson, the queen of creams, your host with the most serums. Get excited because we have now entered winter wellness. That is what I'm calling my December exciting guests all about wellness in here in this studio we usually just have a bunch of idiots in here yapping our gums about products we don't know what we're doing we don't know what we're talking about but guess what today i have a very educated guest (laughs) y'all have been coming at me hard saying can we get somebody in here that knows about skin and dermatology and actually knows what they're talking about we want to know about filler we want to know about acne we want to know about peels we want to know about skin Honey, you're welcome. I've come through. Let me tell you a little about my guest here. She is a PAC 
We will find out what that means in a second. <laughs> She works here in Los Angeles at Facile Dermatology and Boutique. They have two locations. One is in West Hollywood. One is in Pasadena, and they're open on Saturdays. And she knows all things cosmetic dermatology, treatments, fillers, injectables. And if we're being honest, she has injected me. Which we will talk about. She's a damn genius. The only person I trust with this sacred face. And Lena Metcalf is here. Welcome to Natch Butte. Thank you so much. And you've much. never been on a pod. No, this is my first time. So excited. Thank you, know, you for having me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, in LA, we say it's like getting a jury summons. It's like, oh, another podcast. So no. the fact that you haven't been on one yet, you're probably very happy to be here. I am so excited. So, thank you. Thank you. We have so much to talk about. Yes. I just want to start by saying we've talked about this because I met you at Facile when I mm -hmm. came in to check out the new store and we mm -hmm. just clicked and I just instantly felt comfortable with you and we discussed facial treatments and things. And this is what really made me know that I can trust you. You handed me the mirror. I don't know if you remember this. The day we met, that beautiful day. <laughs> I do. You clearly. handed me the mirror, and I was just about to go off on myself. I was just about to go, I hate this about myself. This bothers me. And you go, what's your favorite thing about yourself? And I was like, wow, this is a different experience. Because I've had yeah. some, as I've told you, I've had some bad experiences. Yes. It, with uh, laser treatment mm -hmm. places and, and offices and whatnot. And you're just so... You're all about natural, subtle refreshings of the skin and, yes. and what makes you feel your best. And I started saying I hate my crow's feet. And you said, you look youthful and happy with your crow's feet. I'm not touching those. And I was like, wow, she's not out for my money. She's actually wanting to do some good and help me. So yes. I'm so happy you're here. Oh, and thank you. We have so much to discuss. So much. So let's start. Awesome. Uh, let's start with... What does it mean to be a PA-C? <laughs> so, <laughs> For someone weird... who barely graduated undergrad <laughs> with a fucking communications degree, what does that mean? So uh, physician assistant certified. So, oh, yeah. That's not what I assume the C stood for. I know. It's kind of weird. But the reason they do it is because when you're a student, it's PA-S for oh. student. And then once you pass your boards, they change it to a C. So it's so, fancier to have the C. Exactly. Okay. I mean, you don't want anybody touching your face unless they have the C. Got it. That being said, a lot of people just list their name as PA. There's no way they could be practicing without the C. So that's what that means. So if you were to go somewhere where there is a teaching hospital or a teaching situation, uh -huh. Those PAs might have a dash S. Yes. Because I got my <laughs> when I got my Paragard inserted. Oh, geez. There was yeah, literally eight people watching. Really? Oh no. Well, there was like a good you're amount. A baby. But... It was really. We're not here to talk about that. <laughs> no. But you know what? I was all about everybody learning. Yeah. Did, oh, have you ever you. seen that? Yes, many times. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Now I know who to call if I ever have any issues. Oh, God, no, no, I'll no. FaceTime you. not my forte. I'll just, Please, no. You open the phone and you oh, my yeah. God. Okay, you're, I'll leave. No, you're no, off no. The hook. no. You're off the hook. No, I won't do 
Thank you. you. Okay, and I'm just curious for myself, what is the training like to be a physician assistant compared to a nurse or an actual doctor? Yeah, so it's basically it's like a med school model. Mm -hmm. So it's when doctors go to med school before they graduate, then they go to residency, but it's crammed into two years of grad school. So you do your typical undergrad where you just do a bunch of courses that really don't matter, like bio and chem. Some of it matters, but then you um, move on to get your master's degree. And those two years are just like med school crammed. And you take three really um, like one to three major exams a week. So it's really intense. And then you go on to do like your clinical rotation. It's very like med school based. But the difference is it's two years rather than four years. And then once you graduate, you don't have to do a residency like a doctor does. They have residencies available for PAs, but you're not required to do that. So the whole reason behind creating the profession was to get more healthcare providers out with less um, schooling, right. essentially. So there was like a shortage, especially in primary care, although a lot of us are specializing now in like dermatology like I do. And the difference is so a doctor can own their own practice. They're like the last man standing, whereas a PA, you work under a supervising physician at all times. They don't have to be on site necessarily, but you can't really own your own practice or be the last man standing. An RN or a nurse does typically four years of schooling, two to four. So they have a bachelor's degree. They can go on to become a nurse practitioner, which is essentially the same thing as a PA. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. But they have more of a nursing school background rather than a med school background. So that's really the only difference. But as a nurse or an RN, you can't diagnose or write prescriptions. You just take orders, essentially. And you can. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. And yeah. what did you study in school? So you said you have a master's technically? Yeah. Yeah. So undergrad, I did an accelerated PA program because I knew straight out of high school what I wanted to do. So undergrad, I got a bachelor's in health science. Cool. And then grad school was just, it was called PA studies. So they just geared it to, for that. That's so neat. Yeah. And thank you for doing that. We need less people trying to audition for commercials in this town. <laughs> so I appreciate that a I lot. love it. It's a great profession. So anybody looking into it, I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. And could you, if you wanted, eventually go for the full doc? a doctor? Yeah. They have like maybe one or two bridge programs in the country. So if I wanted to, I could. It's just... I, I have no reason yeah, to. Yeah, you're happy where you're at. <laughs> I'm really happy. I yeah. love it. Well, listen, you're very good at what you do. Thank you. I guess we should just get into, let's get into the, the mug, baby. Yeah. yeah. So Lena knows what she's talking about. <laughs> she's seen it all. <laughs> and, um, yes. Yeah. So I guess I love where you work for SEAL. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's a dermatology and boutique. Yes. And one of the reasons, like, I was actually told by a really beautiful actress friend about Facile. Oh, really? Huh. About two weeks before I got an email oh, saying, no hey, we are opening a new store. Do you want to come say hi? I was like, what? So funny. So I click on the website. The, web- the website is chic. And one of the things I really like about it is you can click per concern. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, my skin's breaking out or, oh, I'm having some dark spots or whatever. And you can click and then look at all the different treatments available and come in for a consult or whatever. But I say we just start going down the list Mm -hmm. and we chat, baby. Let's do it. So let's start with something I get emailed about constantly. (laughs) Acne. 
same. Acne, <laughs> acne, acne, baby, acne. Now, I think you know this, but I am a recovering acne patient. I did yeah. two rounds of Accutane in my mid to early 20s. Yeah. So acne isn't a huge issue for me anymore while I'm in my mid 30s. Yeah. Your skin looks amazing. Thank you. It changed my Accutane changed my life. Oh, yeah. But I get a lot of emails about hormonal mm-hmm. acne. It's such, I know because I've been there myself, yep. it is a hard egg to crack. It is. It so really is. So you probably can't give us like a definitive, this is what's causing it answer, but let's talk cures yeah. of hormonal acne. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? So there's no such thing, unfortunately, as a cure for acne, even Accutane doesn't count necessarily as a cure because, as you know, you've done two rounds and then typically we'll put someone on like a topical version of Accutane, which is a retinoid, mm-hmm. when they're finished with it. When it comes to hormonal acne in particular, um, we know that what's causing it is not necessarily that your hormones are out of whack. It's just that we all have androgens, which are male hormones, and then the female hormones. The male hormones, you you become sensitive to them, and so that's why usually you'll break out in what we call like the beard distribution. That's where all my zits were. Yep, mm-hmm. because that's where all those androgen receptors are. And one way you can quote-unquote cure it or manage it is by taking a pill. So there's two options. You can either do a birth control pill, which for some people isn't a great option because the side effects. And that works by increasing the female level of hormones. And then in turn, that kind of brings down the androgens or the male hormones. So would, would you say that's an off-label use for birth control? Um, they actually have a few brands that are on-label now. Because I remember acne, in yeah. 2003, when I got on birth control for the first time, uh-huh. you know, college experimenting, <laughs> there was orthotricycline low and all the yeah. commercials were like, "Give your face clear while you <laughs> fuck. And it was like this whole thing. And so yeah. I was like, oh, they just happened to probably <laughs> notice it cleared acne and they're just putting that on there so people think, oh. Yeah, you know. so. Well, that one is actually um, approved for acne. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I don't know when that happened, but it is. So that's one of my go-tos. But it's usually not, honestly, my first choice when it comes to the two options of pills just because – it's got more side effects than the alternative. I mean, which, you know, birth control is no joke. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. That being said, no pill is any Yes, no joke. pill Every is no pill joke. Every pill has, yes. exactly. Every pill is Every no pill joke. side effects, yes. but I do prefer, personally, everybody has their own practicing style, but there's a pill called spironolactone, which is not a birth control pill, which is what I was on before I got pregnant, and that was really working for me, and it's like a godsend for A lot women. of my honeys are on that because mm-hmm. I've seen it on my Facebook group. Yeah, it's And so amazing. what is that? Is, is this a semi-new thing? Because I wasn't um, <laughs> offered this when I did Accutane. <laughs> it's an old, old medication, but we discovered that it works really well for female acne because men taking it were developing what we call gynecomastia. They were developing breast tissue and we're like, oh my God, what's happening? And it was actually used for like blood pressure, heart things. So Um, once again, an off-label use. Exactly. It's a diuretic pill. So this one's still off-label, but dermatologists prescribe it all the time. So they were like, what's happening here? And then they realized, oh, the spironolactone is blocking those male hormones, the androgens, without having to take a hormone, which is what birth control pills are. So you're not ingesting a 
hormone. You're just taking a hormone blocker, essentially. So fewer side effects, but you do have to deal with the diuretic side effects. But we do really low doses. So it's very, very safe and it works like a charm. So that's usually my preference unless somebody wants to go on birth control for that reason, too. And I know you're not um, an acupuncturist or a holistic you know, practitioner, but no. if somebody didn't want to take medicines, yeah. is there, oh, yeah, do you yeah, have yeah, any yeah. ideas? Yes. Yeah. So topical retinoids are kind of like a mainstay for all types of acne, whether it's hormonal or not. So that's usually where I go. I always ask my patients, like, how do you feel about taking a pill? If you're not comfortable, okay, let's not go there. I don't want to push you into that. Let's try this first. The topicals aren't quite as effective for hormonal acne, but they can work. So when I say retinoid, there's like a million different types out there. There's the -the over-the-counter ones. They're usually too weak for acne. And then there's the prescription ones. And we'll talk about your skin type. And and then I'll send whichever one sounds like it'll be the best for you. Do I need a retinoid? Everybody needs a retinoid. Unless you're pregnant. (laughs) I'm going to need a script. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's crazy. When I finished my first round of Accutane, my Uh dermatologist, um, Dr. Rebecca Fitzgerald, do you know her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't met her personally. She's been on Oprah. Well respected in the community. She, her, actually, her PA. Uh-huh. Julie Gray, who has since left the practice, oh, yeah. did both rounds of Magatane, and oh, I owe yeah. her my entire Aww. life. I was going out on auditions, HD cameras don't play. Yeah. It was like no. really, it was really, really, and I had never had acne, so it was like, Adam, I'll show you a photo and I'll put one yeah, on Nashby.com. It was really upsetting, and she helped me, and I'm, Aww. it was amazing. So That's shout awesome. out to all the PAs out there, change the world. But Dr. <laughs> Fitzgerald you. saw me in the elevator on the way up, and she goes, God, you look fantastic. She was like, we need to get you on a retinoid, a retinoid <laughs> right now. She goes, it's anti-aging. You'll, you won't regret it. And guess what? I didn't use it. Oh, no. Well, you know so what? So now I'm like, what would have happened? Would I look like a baby right mm, now if I you had? You look like a baby Thank already. You. Oh, so no harm done. Yes. But at this point, since you've been so good with your acne, you could probably get a with an over-the-counter one. Right. So, Well, I want the good good. You want the good I want good. that good good. <laughs> Come on, don't play with me, stuff. Lena. Yes, I'm not trying to get no damn different gel, okay? I, I love different. Oh, good. It's good stuff. Good to know. Yeah. Do you know what uh, women in our 30s, I got a lot of questions. A lot of women or people in their 30s are getting acne. Yeah, And then yeah. it's like, what is going on, you know? I know, it's so weird. Is, is there anything specific you could recommend for that? Or are you still saying the same stuff? Kind of the same stuff. It's unfortunate in this day and age we don't have a ton of new developments for acne. It's a lot of the same old stuff. So women in their 30s, typically it is hormonal. And so either a pill to work on the hormones or a retinoid or both together. Um there's also other prescriptions out there that are anti-inflammatory, like Axone is a good one. But it's interesting. I was talking to my supervising physician, Dr. Samolaitis, our co-CEO of Facile, and she's been it's in It's a Durham. woman-ran practice. Yes, yes love is. it. So we love it. And she was, she's been in Derm forever, and we were talking, and she was saying that she's been seeing more adult female acne patients Lately, and it wasn't always that way, so we don't really know what's going on in the U.S. or maybe it's global. I don't know, but it seems like more women are developing adult acne. So, and it seems like it's trending that way. So, something ain't it great to be a gal? (laughs) Ain't it great? We don't have enough damn problems, okay? The damn patriarchy. (laughs) 
Well, that's it. So uh, there's some treatment options listed on the website, like peels and oh, yeah, lasers, yeah, yeah. and so、mm-hmm. let's get into that. Yep, the fun stuff. So let's talk peels, baby.、Yes. What are the benefits of a peel? And, and I'm specifically、mm-hmm. referring to the type you do. And tell us what that is, because I know、yeah. peel is a pretty broad term now, and you can、yes. buy peels at Sephora,、mm-hmm. or you can get them. There's some crazy YouTubes of people doing them at home, and their whole face goes up in、oh, smoke, and, <laughs> which I t- I don't recommend <laughs> to anybody.、No. <laughs> um, but just tell us a little bit about peels. Yeah, so chemical peels, like you said, there's a million different types out there, and literally every you can get them. Like over the counter, you can get them done at a medical office, and even the medical offices all have different types. So they range. It really depends on the ingredients being used and how strong those ingredients are. There's different levels of chemical peels. You like, for example, the ones we do. I love、um, the Sensi Peel by PCA. It's super mild, so it's really good for people who are just starting out with chemical peels. Want like a refreshing of their skin. So what it does is it peels. Off just that top dead layer of skin off, and you don't peel like in sheets or like a snake. It's just like a flaking, if anything. But you'll notice your skin glowing more. And then for acne prone people, it's just going to help to open things up. That being said. Some people will have a little more of a breakout after their first couple peels because it's bringing out the gunk, and that can cause、um, acne. So that's the first type of peel we do, and then it goes up from there. So we have chemical peels that are a bit stronger with an ingredient called TCA in it, and that just gives you even more of that. Shedding and, and takes off more layers of the dead skin, and then you can also do more specific peels, like peels for pigmentation. So people with sunspots or melasma, we can do peels that really help to lift up the pigment, and and those types of peels usually have things like hydroquinone or kojic acid, things that are gonna bleach or lighten the skin. Not, it's not like a legitimate bleaching, but yeah, it it's not like pouring、skin. Clorox、no. on your black T-shirt, right? No, no, exactly. It's a gradual thing. Which who doesn't love a tie dye? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't want that to for your skin.、No. But yeah, but you mean like lightening like, darker exactly, spots, exactly, right? Yeah, it usually takes a series to see a good result. Some people will see a result after one. But yeah, that's basically chemical peels wrapped summed up. And how often can you do them, or should you do them, and should you not do them in the summer? Yeah, so once a month is generally what I recommend. If depending on your goals, okay.、Um, so if you like, for example, want to clear up your acne、mm-hmm. faster, go ahead and do it once a month until your acne is clear, which should take anywhere from two to three to four months, depending on what regimen you're on. And you think it won't come back after that? No, you have to be on something like a retinoid to maintain because、right. that's preventative. But it's something that's going to speed up the process for you. So once you're clear, then you can do it for maintenance. Maybe like once or twice a year, and then so same thing. It's really based on what your goals are and like what your skin issue is. For Jackie J, so、yeah. I did a chemical peel last year,、uh-huh. and it was a friend of mine recommended it. It was like a med spa place. A nurse did it.、Mm-hmm. She did. I want to say six layers. Okay. Yeah. Because I told her I'm tough and my skin can handle it, and she couldn't believe. She was like, "From one to five, what's your pain level?" I said zero. Wow. So she kept putting layers, kept putting layers. <laughs> 
my skin broke out oh, no. like I was a horny teenager oh, humping my boyfriend listening to Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had acne like that since before my Accutane treatment. Oh, like, that sucks. It was horrible. Yeah. And I don't think it did anything. You but didn't now, get anything out of it. No, yeah. it just, but now hearing that, you say I need <sighs> to do more because I, yeah. what I want is, I just, I have a little discoloration, right, mm-hmm. on my chin and I just want that gone. Yeah, yeah. And I honestly feel like it might have made it worse. It can. Because so, I don't know if it was maybe I didn't do enough sun protection mm-hmm. afterwards. or mm-hmm. I don't know. Anytime. So with lasers, chemical peels, things like that that cause inflammation to the skin. If you're prone to hyperpigmentation, anytime you cause inflammation in the skin, it can worsen it. Yeah. And so you, I think we, it we definitely really, made it worse. Oh, that stinks. So what do I be- do, Lena? Can you fix it? <laughs> Can I, we'll should I do a it. damn peel? I mean, damn. If we do one, we have to film it and show the honeys. Yes, we could yeah, do a Facebook Live sure. or something. Yeah, we'd have to do one specifically targeted for pigment. Same thing. Like some people I want to do my aren't. chest. That'd be cool. I feel like we can I'm, do the chest. You see this? Look at my tits. <laughs> you see this? I see one little mole from well, where I'm sitting. But. I'm just starting to feel like I'm getting like a. That I'm do just, you put sunscreen on your neck? You better chest, believe it. Everything, but okay, good. but I used to go tanning in the tanning beds uh, in my friggin' yes, teens. So you know, kind of, I'm no spring yeah. chicken. I just turned 34. <laughs> you look so good. <laughs> Which I don't want anybody out there that's my age or older being like. Don't say we're old. I'm not saying we're old. You're right. It's beautiful. I'm (laughs) just saying I'm an actor and there's a lot of pressure on us to keep looking fresh. So I'm trying to look my age, but good. That's it. I'm trying to look my age, but good. Yeah. Okay. I think that's great. Let's talk about lips. Oh, why don't we take a brickety break and then we're going to talk lips. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, Lena, let's talk lips. Yes. (laughs) Now, everybody wants healthy, moisturized Mm -hmm. lips. Yep. And you do lips. I do. Would you? What's? Would you say you do that the most out of all your things Um, you do to people? I think out of all the filler that I do, I think I do lip filler the most. Yeah, it's for sure. And yeah. why do you think it's become such a trend? Yeah, that's a good question. I Is think it it's because just beca- of the Instagram? <laughs> Maybe Instagram. Um, so I think it's partly social media. I think it's partly influencers, mm-hmm. um, like celebrities who yeah. have popularized a certain look. But I think now the trend is going towards natural finally, which I love because that's just my style anyway. What is it, Lena? <laughs> oh, it's Lena Met Derm. Yeah. Thank you. And look at those lips. It's I mean, super subtle. Super I mean... subtle. Just a little <laughs> surge of moisture and plumpness. It yeah. looks like you put a good lip gloss on. Exactly. We can go for a more... Um, 
more dramatic look, but if you're looking for the really crazy look, don't come to me. But yeah, we can definitely do something a little more dramatic. If someone comes in asking for that, we can definitely do it. But I'm just really into just a tiny little yeah. smidgen of what you've lost over time because we do lose lip volume as we age. And so then your lips start to flatten out, especially on your profile, and they start to look a little more dehydrated. So a little lip filler can really help with that. But it's interesting. I don't know if this happened to you, but um, for me personally and a couple other people I know, sometimes when you get lip filler, your lips can actually get more dry. Like they look hydrated, but you get a little more dry. So you still have to take care of them and do like lip masks. Right. You can't just you can't just get it and then not work anymore. Exactly. This face is a constant work. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about the different types of fillers. Yeah. Because I feel like the one we always hear about is Juvederm. Juvederm, Mm -hmm. Juvederm. Kylie (laughs) Jenner, Juvederm, Kylie Mm -hmm. Juve, Juvie Kylie. But there's other ones out there. So let's just run down the list. Okay. And then tell us like the difference between it. Yes. And the price difference maybe. Yes. Just in general. Yes. So um, what's the cheapest one? <laughs> <laughs> I think at least at our practice, the cheapest quote unquote one right now. The least expensive. Yes. Is Volbella. And the only reason it's cheaper is because now comes in a full syringe but it used to only come in like about half a little over half a syringe so it's cheaper because there's less less exactly but that's a newer generation filler that's made by the same company that makes juvederm so for a while that was my go-to because it gives you a really natural subtle hydrated look but now i've changed to something else that i love so going down the line i think that's the cheapest one just because you get less so yeah if you okay so you would buy a hat so explain the syringes how that works so it it comes in a full syringe which is one cc which when you squirt all the filler out like i've done this with expired filler it's really not a lot right very i mean a cc is small because don't they do breast implants you always hear like i got 60 40 cc or something like that yeah or when i watch Grey's anatomy they're like i need 10 cc of bloody blood yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly i know a lot about medical stuff (laughs) so yeah you could literally fit it in a teaspoon it's less than a teaspoon it's a teeny bit yeah but it it just it does what it needs to do that teeny bit. So it typically does come in a full CC, but some products will come in less. So mm-hmm. if you want to specify, usually that's up to your provider deciding how much they think you're going to need. If you have a smaller lip to begin with, you're not going to need as much. If you have a wider, bigger mouth, you're going to need a little more. Steven Tyler would so. need a full CC, yeah. <laughs> yes. I wonder if he's done his lips. Oh. You mean? I don't know. I'm convinced everyone has at this point, so who knows? (laughs) Probably. And what is it made out of? Yeah, so um, lip filler specifically, all most fillers made out of hyaluronic acid, which is like a basically a man-made form of something that we naturally have in our bodies. So it's like a gel, a clear gel. And the reason we like hyaluronic acid gels for the lip is because it's Number, it's very soft, number one. You don't want a hard filler in your lip. And number two, it's reversible, which is really nice. So if you, like, hate the result, God forbid, 
thankfully we have a reversing agent that we can inject to dissolve it or if there were a complication or something like that. So I just um, stick to the reversible types. And then, so yeah, we didn't go through all the, did you want to go back to going through all the different types of fillers? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Juvederm is like the well-known one. It's thicker, it's more cohesive. So if you're looking to add quite a bit more volume or kind of work on maybe changing the shape of your lip a little bit, you can do Juvederm. It also gives you more pillowy look, I guess. It's not as structured. Kylie. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So just think about her lips. And then Volbella is just, it's similar. It's very, very, very fine though. So that's good for people looking for just a teeny touch of volume or like hydration. And it's super subtle. So most people, when you get it, you're not going to notice a big difference. I do notice more swelling after that one specifically. So if you're going to get lip filler, make sure you talk to your provider about which filler you're getting and expect to be swollen, maybe bruised for a couple days. And then, so that's that line, Juvederm, Volbella. There's also one called Velour now that's in between Juvederm and Volbella. I don't use that one much. I know a lot of other providers who do. It's a good product. And then there's the um, other company, which makes the Restylane product. So there's Restylane Silk, which was like comparable to Volbella. It's super fine, but it swells a lot. I found some. It's not my favorite one for the lip. And then there's Restylane Refine, which is my new favorite for the lip. I love. The reason is it gives you a similar result to the Volbella, but almost like a little more structure and less prone to lumpy bumpy. Some people will get lumps and bumps from the fillers. So it kind of depends on like how it's injected, your muscle movements and things like that. But I've just found that a lot less complications with Restyl and Refine. So I love that one. And then there's other fillers that I don't typically put in the lip, but there's a ton out there. So there's so many options. Yeah. It's crazy. And then some of those ones you can, you get in all kinds of places. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can get them in the cheeks, the tear trough, the chin, the jawline. A lot. Some of these places are not technically FDA approved. Under eye, right? Are there none for under eye yet? Not yet. Yeah, but They're everybody does it anyway. Exactly. Do you do under eye on people? I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. we'll talk about that because we're about to get to under eye. But Perfect. real quick, I'm really surprised that no nosy Nellies DM'd me and noticed that Lena put Restyl and Refine in my lips. <laughs> I did a half syringe and nobody fucking noticed. So I'm officially telling y'all that I've had a half syringe of Restyl and Refine put in my lips. So take a look at my Instagram and see if you can tell when it happened. I literally was snapping photos of myself the day of yes. and nobody noticed. Not nobody. My husband didn't notice. My best friend didn't notice. My parents didn't notice. My sister didn't notice. Nobody noticed. But I'm so happy. Good. I love it so much. Yay. And I'm going to keep doing it for the rest of my life probably. Amazing. So Yeah, yep. you kind of get hooked. So. Yeah, so it's for so some subtle. Yeah, for some people that's the goal. I don't want people to notice. Yeah. It's just for me. It's for me, so and I don't have to overline my exactly. lips. Exactly, it just looks like I have great lipstick on now. Right, and if that's your goal, then job done. And so, I yeah. discussed it on Natch Butte a while ago when I had Meatball the drag queen on. She was saying, "Oh, I'm about to get my lips done." I said, "Oh, oh I am," because remember you were going to do mine over the summer. Oh yes, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm thinking about doing Volbella," mm-hmm. and then. Everybody would DM me every time I put a photo up of my lipstick. People would go, "Oh, did you do your lips?" 
I even got some DMs people going, hey, we're excited when you do your lips. It'll look great. So I'm happy that y'all are all happy for me. But like I said, Lena's going to do it for me. And then how does it work necessarily? The filler can over time help build collagen, right? And Mm -hmm. so eventually maybe you won't have to get it anymore or get it way less. Yeah. So we found that filler does stimulate collagen production because it's causing a little bit of maybe like a reaction. Your immune system is coming to the area and being like, what is this? It's filler. And then it lays down collagen. We don't really know how it works, but right. it happens. How crazy. I know. It's kind of amazing. So, um, <laughs> so a lot of people will notice as they continue to build their filler, so maybe getting it every year or every six months, if you continue with it at some point, you'll notice like, oh, I, I don't need to do this as often. So I have a friend who hasn't done it in four years and you can't tell. Oh, that's awesome. But, like, look so, at Kylie. Oh, Kylie said she, uh, quote, unquote, I don't know if she really did, but right. she said she stopped getting it, but mm-hmm. she still has bigger lips than she had before, mm-hmm. so something happened. Yeah, yeah. So we don't think it really inflates the lips where they'll become, like, weird-looking and deflated when it wears off, but, yeah, it does something where it just it lasts longer. Yeah. I, it. I don't think that happens Typically, if you just get it once and then you're done, I think it's more of something. If you continue to do it, then it'll build up. And how long does it last? I know it varies per person Mm -hmm. and per uh, filler. But in general, if you went to see Lena right now and she put it in your lips, how long Mm -hmm. will you be looking puffed up and cute? (laughs) It really (laughs) depends. I think... On average, about a year, Mm -hmm. depending on the the product. But for some people, it's as little as six months, depending on your metabolism and other factors. So, yeah, I usually say anywhere from six months to a year. And for some people, like your friend, it lasts way longer. So it's so hard to say. But I would just say set your expectation for the six-month-to-year range. Cute. Yeah. Let's move up that face to the eyes. Oh, yes. We got a lot of questions about treating under-eye dark circles, mm-hmm. at which I'm very blessed and privileged that I don't have that problem. Yeah, you're so lucky. <laughs> but it's a big issue. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the treatments that are available for that? Yeah, so under-eyes are tricky because there's so many different causes for the dark circles. and A lot of people just genetically have it. Yeah. For some people, it's genetic. For some people, it's allergies. For some people, it's they're rubbing their eyes too hard. Other people, it's just their skin is very thin, and so all the blood vessels are showing up. So there's a lot of different causes, and you really want to evaluate what the cause is. For some people, it's volume loss. So that's when filler comes into play. I always get my fingers on like your orbital rim to feel on the bone if that's where you're losing volume. So you'll see people with a little indentation sometimes and and that's where you may be a good candidate for filler. And that will help to mask some of that darkness just because it's lifting the skin up off the blood vessels mm-hmm. by creating, it's getting rid of the volume deficit. If you notice that, then you're a good candidate. But for other people, it's not that there's volume loss. It's just that their skin is thin. So to stimulate collagen, I really like microneedling, microneedling with PRP, things like that, just natural ways to try to thicken the skin under the eyelid. And for some people, they may need to even go to something as drastic as like a CO2 laser, which we don't offer at Facial, but it's where they basically ablate, take off like that whole top layer of your skin, and that stimulates collagen. I want to do that. So, no, don't. You do <laughs> no, not. No, I want that. to. <laughs> no. I, I want to 
want a laser to no, just completely girl. just descale me like an <laughs> onion. I mean, turn it up all no, the way. You do not need that. That's for like... <laughs> we'll see about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it and go somewhere after no, this. Okay, no. I won't. You know, I won't do that. You're the only one I let touch this smoke from now on. Good. Uh, yeah. Um. So tell us what PRP yes. is and microneedling. I'm talking. Let's go to the just layman of layman. Yeah. Okay. What so is that? Microneedling is this little handheld device. There's all sorts of devices out there, but they're all basically the same. They have teeny, teeny little needles on the end that vibrate, and we just go across your skin with those needles. And what that does is it creates these tiny little holes or channels in your skin. And so that needle is penetrating down to the dermis, which is a deeper layer of skin where collagen is formed. And so those little injuries are causing your immune system to come to the area, heal the skin, and lay down new collagen without forming scar tissue. Fuck discovered that. Yeah, I That's know. That's so well, insane. <laughs> when you hear it, it's insane. They've been doing it in Asia for, like, ever. Right. So uh, that's... All the beauty stuff comes from there, I feel like. I'm cool. telling you. <laughs> when I was in Japan... I've never seen more beautiful skin in my life. I know. I was having my breath taken away. I appreciate <laughs> it. They don't fuck yeah. around with the sun. Yeah, they're way ahead of their time. You ever see ladies wearing gloves driving in L.A.? Oh, yeah. I appreciate the umbrella. that. They I know, are I committed it. to yes. their craft. I, I'm here for it. I'm here it's for amazing. it. amazing. And then we appropriate and make it our own. Yeah. Yes. yes. So thank you. We, we appreciate that. Yes. Uh, tell us what PRP is. PRP. So PRP is where we... Draw your blood. We spin it down. And, and what does that mean? Well, so we put what it in What does spin little... your blood mean? That sounds crazy. <laughs> we put it into this little machine mm-hmm. called a centrifuge that's specifically designed to basically just does that. It like spins in a circle and eventually the, the blood cell, the red blood cells separate from the platelet-rich plasma, which is like this... The PRP, honey. Yes, yes, this like light yellowish liquid, the liquid gold that's full of your own natural growth factors in those platelets. So growth factors, what those things do, they bring more collagen into the skin. So when we inject it, we apply it as we microneedle, it's penetrating down to the dermis and just bringing in even more collagen. So it just makes the whole treatment a lot more effective. It's been around for a long time as well. They've been using it in like dentistry and they've been injecting joints and things with it. And then they started applying it to dermatology. Because we're vain as hell. Exactly. And yeah. and what is the how often are you, do you should is that different for per person? If I go do one, it's not going to do anything, right? You have to like do a few of them. Yeah, you should do a series. No, they're not. Yeah. So usually, what I say is just get a series first of just plain microneedling, and then add one on with PRP. And I think that's effective too. I have a um, friend who said it completely filled her nasal labials in. Like it oh, made yeah. the whole this whole area plump up. It's possible. It's not that drastic for everybody. Everybody's results are different and how much collagen you can stimulate. But for some people it is amazing. So yeah, I think it's a really nice, safe option for the under eye because again with the under eye if you overfill it or if you yeah. go wrong it can look really bad. I'm also really curious about like over time. I know it's a fairly new 
trend. And, and mm-hmm. like you said, FDA hasn't technically approved the under eye filler. Right. So we don't know. But we, no judgment. It, no. Everybody do your thing. I'm not judging you at all. I just told y'all I had my lips done. So I'm clearly here for this. <laughs> it kind of would act like filler anywhere else in the face because we have Fillers approved for injection along the cheekbone. It's similar to that. We inject it right on the bone, typically in the tear trough area. So, but it can last a lot longer in the under eye because nice. you do not move that part of oh, your yeah. face. So, well, yeah. speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good twitch, baby. <laughs> I get really involved when I go dancing. I, I dance from the neck up. It's all about my face. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So we don't really know. We'll see. I think it's safe, but the good news is there's dissolvers. So I. I don't know. Some people still do the non-reversible fillers, like some providers and patients, but I'm just not. That sounds pretty – you don't do that. No, I don't. That sounds pretty interesting. A lot of those are older products, Mm -hmm. and so it's like why use that if we have something reversible now? But not judging anybody again. This is like to each their own. Everybody has a preference of why they use different things, but I just personally don't. Why don't we take our second break, and when we get back, we're going to talk wrinkles, baby. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, we're back. One more question. While we're talking under eye. Yes. I've told you about my under eye texture. Oh, yeah. What do I do? Would PRP be good for me? Yeah, I think so. It's good for anybody who's looking to improve their texture. It's just it's not – it's tough because it's not like a miracle guarantee treatment because it really depends on your own body's collagen stimulation. So it's not like Botox where I can say, yes, 100%, this is going to soften those lines and this I can guarantee that this is going to make this better. So it's one of those things that you have to be willing to invest in it and, and try it and take the risk of it not working for you. And that's something I think just setting the expectation is important. So That's very true. Nothing's yeah. going to magically make no. you look you know perfect no. overnight. No. And I believe in the treatment. I love right. it. I love microneedling. I love PRP. I've had people have amazing results in the under eye acne scarring, different things, but not, I'll have one or two people who are not wowed by it. And so that's just something you have to anticipate and just know my results might not be as good as someone else's. So yeah, but I think it's a good, safe option. Yeah. What do you feel about these at-home microneedlers? Should we all Mm. just stop messing around? (laughs) I don't know how I feel about them. Honestly, I'm like torn because it's such a good thing for your skin. You're stimulating collagen. The thing that I'm not... 
so sure about is like how clean are these needles if you're having to reuse them that's number one number because like in the office we always use a fresh pack of needles that makes sense Um, because it says on mine clean very thoroughly in between and has all these (laughs) instructions and i was like it says don't let anyone else touch it and all this stuff yeah you have to be so careful because so i shouldn't have done chooch's butt with it i'm just kidding obviously (laughs) gross yeah i would never first of all i would never do that to her no (laughs) chooch doesn't need any treatment you see her she looks so young yeah Oh, I love her. No, yeah. So that's the one thing, just cleanliness and then the bacteria. Yeah. Because it's going into your skin. You have right. to be careful. And then, like, also what you're applying afterwards. So after your microneedle, you have to be careful and use really gentle, sometimes non-botanical things because these serums and creams are penetrating deeper, and some of them are not indicated. They weren't designed to penetrate open skin, so it could cause a weird reaction, so you have to be careful. And then the other thing is, are these needles going deep enough to really make a difference? We don't know. Yeah. Because if you're how, not... How big are the ones you're sticking in people's faces? <laughs> Mine's pretty thick. Really? Yeah. Um, it's a one one millimeter. Oh, wow. That's yeah. deep. They asked me which one I wanted, and of course I said, <laughs> fucking... Prick me up, baby. I said, give me the biggest one you got. I said, give me the monster truck. Okay? (laughs) I'm surprised they have that. That's interesting. Did you just get it like a regular store? No, they sent it to me. Derma Roller. Like the Derma Roller brand. They go that deep. Wow, I didn't know that. It might go even deeper, Fra. Do you bleed? When you do? No. Oh, okay. I'm a tough-ass bitch, Lena. Well, that's so weird because, well, How good was I when you did me? How, be honest. How good of a patient. Did I flinch? She did not flinch. No. She had like beauty a serene is pain. smile. <laughs> well, I had Chuchi in my arms. I know. But beauty but is still, pain. You were amazing. I'm a well, weak, I'm very weak, like mentally, physically, yeah. emotionally. But when it comes to beauty, <laughs> I buck up. I buck the fuck up with beauty. You can she prick did. me, stick me, bleach me, cream me, laser my cooch. I, I can handle impressed. it. I can handle it all. I was very impressed. <laughs> okay, um, let's talk uneven skin tone. Yes. What do we do? We've discussed this a little bit. We talked about peels. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, uneven skin tone. So it really depends. Like if you have redness or brown spots, lasers can be really good for uneven skin tone. You know, I did Clear and Brilliance and I hated it. Really? Wait, what happened with the Clear and Brilliance? Nothing. Oh, nothing. <laughs> it was the biggest goddamn. Of oh, course, I didn't go to Facile. I went to Laser yeah, Away. Fuck you, Laser Away. Yeah, that's right. I'm calling y'all out. <laughs> Fuck you, Laser Away's con artist. If you want con artists, to inject you, go there, okay? <laughs> because it was the opposite experience of Facile. I walk in and they literally go, oh, you could do your lips and chin. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, what? I've never even thought about doing my fucking lips or chin. <laughs> like, they're con artists. They prey on people. Oh, and if you, check their, if you check their Yelp, they'll agree. <laughs> so anyway, go to Facile. It's right down the street in Pasadena <laughs> and they're much nicer. Okay, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Skin tone. Yes. The clear and brilliant. Yeah, la- a clear and brilliant is like a very safe, mild yeah. laser. I did three of them, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if yeah. maybe they didn't turn it up enough. I uh, don't know. You know, it, it might. Pigment is tough. It's yeah. so stubborn. Right. So like Mine I, is stubborn yeah, as so, fucking Scorpio. A Taurus. <laughs> My <laughs> melasma is, yeah, as, is, a Taurus. is as, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm married to a Taurus. Oh, I really? know. Yeah. Me too. You are too? Yeah. Cute. We should have a double date. I know. Um, well, then they'd so- just be stubborn in <laughs> yeah. the corner and you and I would go off having fun. <laughs> stubborn melasma. Is this melasma? Do you I, see it? I, I didn't wear any makeup today for you. I can't see it from here. We'll have to look. Help me, Lena! <laughs> 
It's hard. This lighting, oh my god. This lighting, I can't really see. It doesn't look like typical melasma. It looks like more like hyperpigmentation. So what's the difference? Because yeah. we keep, I keep throwing the M word around like I have, <laughs> I'm a damn PAC. I don't know. It's a tough distinction. Melasma is classically usually on the upper lip, okay. the cheeks, the forehead. You'll see it's more like a interesting like modeled okay. and, and very distinct. Yours is more, I don't know, it blends in with your skin more. I'm wondering if it was from that chemical peel. I'm telling you, it, it could have been. It really because, did a number on me. Yeah, it could have been. Some people but what do we do? Help me. We could do, since laser didn't really make a big difference for you and you're prone to hyperpigmentation, appeal specifically for hyperpigmentation. Yeah. So my favorite one is the Cosmolon, but it's intense. Like you have to plan for it. Oh, like you have to take a week of work off? Yeah, so you'd be fine. But <laughs> Yeah, like... they're, they're going to stare at me in here. I don't yeah. care. So for 10 days, you'll be like red, <gasps> oh, peely, shit. but it's great. And you get this like kit to take home that you do for a couple months after with some fading creams. Oh, but that one is pricey and we do have to order it per How much is it? person. I think we charge 1200 Damn, Gina! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's an Well, we're investment. not going to do that. It's kind of like a- I just bought a car. We're not going to oh, do right. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's an investment if you're, right. like, really pissed about your hyperpigmentation. But, like, I don't have that much. No, it's you just don't. on my chin. You don't. But that's the thing. Sometimes- even if it's really light, it can be super stubborn. No, it's really obnoxious because so, I like to not wear makeup. Mm-hmm. But even if I take a photo in the car, it looks like I have a brown beard on in the oh, photo. I've never noticed. It doesn't. Filters, I think in babe. Your, yeah. Filters. And sometimes I face tune. I, I color my darkness over. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'm telling you, it's really. You need to, we, ha- we need to look at this again in the office yeah. sometime. Oh, yes. Next but, next um, time I'm there, you can yeah. scrape me up or something. We could also do like a series of milder chemical peels with hydroquinone, but then you have to do a series. You have to do yeah. like at least three. Yeah. So we could try that. But again, it's like pigment What if it doesn't go tough. away? It might not. And we need to get you on an at-home Regimen. Yes. Yes. Okay. We'll do that. Let's talk wrinkles. Yes. Can you tell us how Botox works? Because it's very crazy. It's very (laughs) science fiction almost. (laughs) So tell us what is Botox? How does it work? And and we've already discussed the unit thing. Yeah. But tell us about units and like the typical amount people get Mm -hmm. and and the and the places people get it and all that stuff. Yes. So Botox has been around for a while now. It has, but it, um, it only became super popular because I feel like people know about it now. I used to do eyelashes on people. Uh-huh. I've, I've done eyelashes on actresses in their 40s and 50s. They were uh-huh. like, I've been doing it since I was 25. I've been doing it since I was 29. So it's been around. We just Yeah. No, it it's been around for a while. Yeah. And it's pretty cool the way it was discovered, too, actually. It was like a derm married to an eye doctor and the eye doctor was injecting someone for their like there was they had an eye disorder where the muscle was causing the eye to twitch and then they the patient was like oh my wrinkles are gone so they came in demanding the other side be done and then voila botox is born so once so again an off label use because botox yep. is also used to treat uh, migraine headaches mm-hmm. and and other and like you said like yep. uh, muscle exactly. issues yeah yep so it's on label for that now but it basically just causes like a blockage of a signal from your muscle to your nerve. Your brain can't communicate to that muscle to move anymore. So it relaxes. That's, isn't that crazy? Because it's what, insane. What it's... I assumed was, 
you inject something in your face and it like makes your skin relax or just smooths out your wrinkles. But that's not what happens. No. It goes into your brain and your brain turns the signal off for that muscle to move. Well, it goes into your muscle. Right. Okay. And it stays right there. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> but it okay. doesn't go all the way this to your brain. This is why you're here. This is why you're here. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not injecting the brain. But yeah, the brain is signals. So the signals turn off. And so... Really, it's best for areas that the wrinkles are being caused by muscle movement. And so those areas are like the crow's feet around the eye because we have this like circular muscle that's squeezing the eyelid shut and and that's causing those lines. If you take a piece of paper and keep folding it, eventually you're going to have a crease there. And so you don't want to treat just the crease because that's not going to get rid of the issue. You need to treat the folding. You need to stop the muscle movement. So that's a popular area, the area between the brow people call the 11 lines like when you furrow your brow and then when you raise your brow that's a big muscle called the frontalis and that you get the little lines in your forehead that's usually where people start noticing is there and then the 11 lines and then we do again off-label stuff of course in the lower face the more fun stuff the neck and around the mouth you botox your damn neck yeah for what it's amazing what does it do tightens your neck Oh, and it kind of gives you... You're do not, I need that? You're not there yet. If you wanted to do it preventatively, you could. But So then there's that whole thing of preventative. Preventative. Yes. So you, <laughs> exactly. you get it before you yes. have a wrinkle. Yes. And then you can... Prevent it, yeah. So people, they did studies on twins. And the twin who started getting Botox... Um, early in her life, had a lot fewer wrinkles. When you say they, early, they Botox in like a 10-year-old? Oh, or what do you no, mean? no. <laughs> I don't even know when yeah. they started. I don't yeah. remember, to okay. be honest. But most people now, not most, but a lot of women and men now are starting in their 20s. Yeah. I started when I was like 23, but I wasn't religious about it. I would just get it like every six months or so. And it is preventative, which is really cool. That's It's been like an amazing treatment. That's one of my favorite things to do. And again, it's done in units. Yeah. And and most places charge you a certain amount of money per unit. Per unit, yes. And then, so let's just say if you were going to do um, a forehead wrinkle, I know that's uh-huh. very general. Like yeah. how much of, how many units would that take? Yeah. I know it varies. Yeah. Units are a little different than syringe, what we talked about. Right. The lip filler. Usually, let's say forehead you wanted to treat be around 10 units or less. Right. Because you're typically. very conservative. I can't yeah. even tell you. They put... 40 units in my face at Laser Way. Yeah. Me. Look yeah. at me. I'm beautiful. Can you believe you that? Are. No. So that's, yeah, typical. Some muscles are stronger. The 11 lines, the average is like 20 units. And then the crow's feet, it really depends on how strong your muscles are. But yeah, someone like you or or me, we don't need as much, especially if you, that's the other cool thing. If you start, if you start early, early, you don't need as much. You're like a cheap date. You don't need a lot of Botox. Uh, So I have here who is a candidate for Botox. You're you're saying pretty much anybody. Yeah, pretty much anybody. Unless you're pregnant, you can't. Or you have a neuromuscular disease, can pe- MS. Can or... people with sensitive skin get Botox? For sure, yeah. It's not going to cause – it's so rare for anybody to have an allergy or reaction to it. Knock on wood, I've never had anybody have a reaction. Usually you'll have like little pink – mosquito bite looking bumps for about five minutes they'll go down and some people will get like a little bruise i mean you can't guarantee not getting a bruise most people don't yeah yeah and then how long does it last 
Yeah, so usually anywhere from three to six yeah. months depends on the so person that's, again. That's the one thing about the, it's a rich man's game. Yeah, because it <laughs> it does not last on me. It doesn't last three months tops. Yeah, so yeah, three months is the if average. You, if you do the math, you're dropping a couple hundred every three months. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's a rich man's game. I do have some people, though, that will come in like once a year for their birthday. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, because it's preventative. Yeah. So it's not going to make your lines any worse if you do it. And then you're like, oh, I can't afford to keep up with it. Right. You can just do it whenever you want to. For anybody out there who isn't interested in getting their wrinkles injected with Botox or we didn't even talk about D-Sport, the other one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Same thing, basically. What are some other treatments for wrinkles uh-huh. or or maybe some products you like or treatments yeah. if, if for somebody wanting to take a little different approach? Do you have yeah. any? For people that want to go the natural route, I love the microneedling, microneedling mm-hmm. PRP because we're not putting anything into your skin. It's mm-hmm. just your own natural collagen. And then, of course, yeah, stuff at home. So sunscreens, number one, SPF 30 or higher every single day on whatever's exposed. Two would be a retinoid, which there's a million out there. My favorite one over the counter is called Sente Biocomplete Serum. So you can get that um, online or at a distributor. So we have it at our office. And then the fun stuff like the glycolic acids you can add on later. Antioxidants like vitamin C is really good. But really the two most important workhorses are sunscreen and a retinoid, I would say. Love it. Yeah. Well, you know what? We've already hit an hour, (laughs) and we still have all of the honey's questions to get to, and they're so exciting. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a part two because this (laughs) we got too much to talk about. So why don't we wrap up by you telling us where we can find you on social media, where we can find you if we want you to stick our face with something (laughs) or rub a cream or do a PRP (laughs) or just tell us where we can find Lena. (laughs) So you can find me on Instagram at Lena Metderm, L-E-N-A-M-E-T-D-E-R-M. And you love DMs, right? Um, I do, yeah. yeah. So feel free to DM me with all your questions. And then you can find me if you want to see me in person um, in Pasadena. Our office is on Lake Avenue, and it's right next to Soul Cycle. if you know where that is. Yeah, and yeah. there's a lemonade there. Yes. There's a lot of beautiful stuff. So you can a... call Facile Pasadena, mm-hmm. ask for an appointment with Lena, mm-hmm. and then you can do a consultation. Do, are the yep. consultations free? No, the consultations are, I think, 125 maybe, but that goes towards your treatment. Yeah. So even if you decide not to do a treatment that day, it would go towards a treatment in the future. Right, and that's any treatment that Facile does. Yeah, besides facials, because I don't do the facials, or esthetician does, and they're amazing, too. So, oh, I'm yeah, sure. Definitely all right, check well, them out. why don't we wrap up, and I'm going to keep you here all damn day. I don't, I don't <laughs> care that you're pregnant, okay? We're gonna, I'm going to work it's you like fine. a horse. I am loving this. Oh, I am, too. We, and the questions are my favorite part. Mine too. So tune in for part two with Lena Metcalf.